We're back, guys. Yay. We had, like, radio silence for a while because... We were on vacation. We were on vacation. Norma went to California because she's fierce. Yeah. And I took a theater pilgrimage to ancient Greece, I guess. With a side theater pilgrimage to Mexico. Yeah. Although I didn't really see any theaters in Mexico. Did I? I don't think I did. That's sad. I passed... (laughs) I passed by, oh, God, I forget what it's called. I passed by one of, like, the regional theaters in San Francisco. That's They're doing a little night music right now. Mm-hmm. But they didn't accept me for grad school, so I was like, <laughs> why, would I, why would I give them money? Right, right. No, I, I went to, um, I visited two. I went to one in Turkey. What? Which was like in Ephesus. Ephesus. It was like an ancient theater in Turkey, and it's like super well preserved too. I should post pictures. On like Instagram. Bernadette Peters. Oh. Oh yes. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm sorry. Sidebar, guys. This uh, this um, episode is a Tony Awards spectacular, and I just really Bernadette Peters is just so so gorgeous, and yeah. I just I don't know. Yeah, and that green. Ugh. That I, I feel like she's worn that dress before, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She just the cut of the dress, the cut of her face. I just want the to cut know. Of her face. I just she's just so beautiful, and I just want to know whatever she's consuming. Uh, you bring those meals to my door. Yeah, but yeah. So went in Turkey, which supposedly was like where Saint Paul preached to the Ephesians. Ephesians. There you go. <laughs> Letters one. Um, and and then they also, and then they went to the theater of Dionysus, which was really sweet. Oh cool. That was and I went there by myself too. Like I by like, yourself. Yeah, I went like I did the trip with my sister and uh, there was a point where I'm like like we did the Parthenon, we did everything and then we went back to our hotel and I'm like you know what, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to go to the theater. And she was like, well, I'm really, really tired. And I'm like, I'm still going to go. So, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry if I caused you anxiety traveling alone. Ingress. But, like, this is my thing. So I went, and, and then they asked, like, strangers to take pictures of me. And, and you um, kept your camera. Yes, I kept my camera. But, um, <laughs> but there was this, like, really hot British guy who took my picture, and... Um, and I was like, huh, like, thanks, like, I'm a theater blogger, so this is really important to me. <laughs> Did you get a, a number <laughs> out of this experience? No, no. No, but maybe he'll, maybe he'll visit our website. <laughs> Missed connections on letters from the mezzanine. Yes, whoever that hot British guy in Ephesus was, this is your calling. <laughs> She's single and she's ready to mingle. <laughs> um, yes, and then and then they, we got back just in time to watch the Tony Awards. Yay! Yay. On CBS. Yes, um, and it was like an especially divisive, controversial Tony Awards this year. <laughs> okay, so let's just like lay it up front. Anyone who says that like. Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth did a good job is lying. They're like, lying. I don't, I don't understand. Well, here's the thing. Here's the problem. Kristen Chenoweth and Alan Cumming are like, they're not are like, they are some of the greatest performers that we have, both in TV, film, and theater. Like, they are 
triple threats through and through and they can sing and they can dance and they can just be wonderful. So to see them do these tired, sad, transphobic and short phobic jokes <laughs> for like for like three hours was just like a waste. Like who was writing the show? Obviously not Lin-Manuel Miranda because he's off doing Hamilton. That's what happens when Lin-Manuel Miranda is doing his God's calling and it's is given like, work. God because, damn it, Lin. Like, Lin, you couldn't have... Because I was waiting because... As soon as they announced who the hosts were, I was like, oh my god, their opening number is going to be, like, amazing. In your head, you In were my head. thinking that they would have had a better writer. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I, would have, I thought okay. they would have had, like, a better writer because, you know, like, it would just be such a great opportunity to have, like, two, like, the greatest performers, you know, around, you know. And, you know, they're such hams and they're so, they have so much um, personality and charisma that you'd think you'd give them something to do. But instead yeah. you kind of just make them, like, bitchy-esque actors yeah, in like, like a weird tag team duo. Word. Like, I'm not even sure. What Do you know, have they performed before? I know they did like that Annie movie together. Oh! That's the only thing who I know. Ch- who's Cheno in the Annie movie? They, they were the, the two bad parents. The oh, they were? Parents. Yeah. Because I know, yeah, he was Rooster. Oh, that's so funny. See, I, I, it was just so, so strange. And I just don't understand why they... I don't understand why they kept doing this gag and putting them in costumes, but then they abandoned that gag halfway through the show. Yeah. And they put uh, Chris and Chenoweth in, like, a skull cap for the King and I costume. Oh, Where those kids are not bald. Those yes. kids have hair on their head. Well, I guess, I guess she was supposed to be the king. I think that's... Oh, that's the joke? Oh, because he's, he's Anna? Yes. Oh, and yeah, uh, I'm sorry. That ET, <laughs> that ET one, that was the one that I was like, ooh. I I think from like from day one, from whatever joke one, like what was joke one? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. But like the thing that I I was rewatching it with my sister because she came in late and um and so I'm like, Marisol, do you really want to see? the opening and she's like yeah yeah just give it to me (laughs) so I showed her the opening it was terrible and then it was and then it was the something rotten opening which was amazing yeah and then and then they made the joke about Bradley Cooper like oh um like I've slept with this presenter Uh, oh me too and like oh I was just spreading that rumor like oh hearty har and it's like really you guys like you couldn't have made any other joke? Yeah, there like, was another joke with two presenters where Alan Cumming was like, oh, this has, like, been my imaginary three-way. And I'm like... Yeah. What? Like, God like, who was in the room for this, guys? Maybe it was, like, the book writers of It Should Have Been You. Maybe oh, they, they, they were entrusted <laughs> with the arduous task of writing for the Tony Awards. Oh. I don't know. But here's, you know, here's the real indicator. Here's a real kicker of how you knew that... The, the material that they were given was terrible because at the very end for the presentation of Best Musical you had Larry David and Jason Alexander and here's the thing spoiler alert guys I love Larry like I not love Larry David but like I've seen a couple episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm it's very funny and I love Jason Alexander for that kids movie that we spoke about oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my uh, Dunstan checks in yeah Dunstan checks in and I really do love him for that he was also in the Brandy um, Cinderella he, he was the oh my god yeah. yeah he was in that so I love Jason Alexander for a lot of other reasons besides Seinfeld but like I'm sorry Larry David I'm sorry Jason Alexander Seinfeld is not my thing so when they're like oh these two old white guys that we loved in the 90s are coming to present like a war I'm like oh boy here we go and then the, 
their bits were the funniest jokes that I had heard in the entire three hours of the night. Like, I was rolling. I completely forgot, like, why Larry David is such a gift to comedy. Uh-huh. He was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, his jokes were so on point. And the fact that he was saying, you know, like, you know, it takes, like, a real classy guy to come up and present what other people have been nominated when you haven't been nominated yourself was amazing. Like, I just thought, like, the whole thing was so funny. And I was like... What was Larry David doing? Can he just sit down for like an hour and just write these two people some jokes for the night? Because like that was the only funny part of it. I think people were actually surprised that they were laughing because they hadn't been laughing all night. Anyway. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah. Like I don't know. Uh, I think when I when I heard that they were hosting, um, I don't. I wasn't on that bandwagon as fast as other people because I, I was all about I it. Li- really? Because I like. Alan Cumming. I don't love Alan Cumming. Yay. Sorry. And <laughs> um, and then, but I think he definitely does better in like edgier contexts. You know, yeah, like, edgier fair for sure. And and when he's kind of doing his own thing, not when he's like mainstream. Yeah. You know, Tony Award like broadcasts. Good point. Stuff and and Kristen Chenoweth like is a great live performer and stuff, but then like. I don't know. When I see her in movies and stuff, like hamming it up, it's it gets a little annoying. I think she's like so much better to watch live. She's True. Just, like so crazy. I can see that. Oh, you talented. know what? Another thing I was thinking of. The other thing that was shitty. Right after the Tony Award, people, not people, like the performers for like all the nominated shows, would sing their songs. Then they would make like Alan and Kristen sing the songs again, oh, but yes. with shittier so, lyrics. Yes, yes. Like they weren't even funny. Oh my god. And, and I was <laughs> it was so awkward. Too. I was thinking about this too. I'm like, that's what I did when I was in middle school and we were supposed to do like a project or like a commercial or something. It's like, well what do you do when you have no musical talent? It's like you just steal whatever popular pop song is out there and then rewrite the words but so like, to match your like But that's a funny thing. That's a real funny thing that you do, but you don't do it with the music that has literally just preceded you, with the actual cast. Find the best musicals so you know they're going to be excellent performances. Uh It's not like you're pastiching, like, Little Mermaid the musical or something. Like, I I wasn't trying to defend it. I I, I feel like it's, like, No, no, not even. That's what I'm saying. Like. I'm actually trying to defend it in the fact that I think that kind of comedy is funny, uh-huh. but like not when you're doing it literally right after the performance with uh-huh. the songs that were just done. Like that's so weird. Yeah, it it was a it was awkward. It was so awkward, and, and you could just tell. You could just look into their eyes, and they're just like, Ugh. oh, and then and then like the cut from like the fun home ring of keys song, and right. then it goes right to like the ET bit. And it was like, no, like, so, so tasteless. So tasteless. Like, who directed? So sad. And I just, and I, yeah, and speaking of that, I also just got pissed that, like, Cheno's been on vocal rest this whole time for on the 20th century, and they roll her out and bring her out of vocal rest to do these shitty, shitty bits. Uh-huh. And they're making her sing shitty, shitty songs. Like, I don't know, man. I just... I mean, like she's busy. She's a, she was she was nominated for a Tony for a role that she's doing right now. Did you really have to make her do all this bullcrap? And Alan Cummings busy as hell. I don't know what he's doing right now. That's true. But he's always he just came off of Cabaret. He probably got to shoot The Good Wife soon. He's busy. Like this is what this is what we do with our talent. Like our top tier talent. Like for God's sake. And you know, I was I was wondering like 
so so one thing that was really upsetting was like that end when they're like oh uh, with the Jersey Boys when Alan Cumming was like uh, isn't, let's isn't go this back to second time. pause pause because I know where you go with this but pause real quick this is the second time the Jersey shows has been trotted out. They were trotted out last year, too, for that terrible... They trotted out everybody. Was it last year, or was it two years ago? It was two years ago ago when they trotted out, like, Like, they had, like, Broadway performers, like, the ensembles act in character. uh Uh-huh. They brought the Jersey... They bring out the Jersey Boys. Let them... Let them just live in their theater. (laughs) They don't need In the August Wilson. They... I mean, they don't. I mean, maybe could have given that time to, like, I don't know, Finding Neverland, even though they're blackballing them, but... And and then you're closing... (laughs) You're closing a show about theater with like song with a song that's like yeah it's from Jersey Boys but originally it's a pop song like so it's like a jukebox musical thing yeah you're gonna close off the jukebox musical but it's called Oh What a Night because that's what they did they put in the back they put like the film footage from all the performances of that night like oh see it was yeah. a night look was I'm it? just saying <laughs> an 8th grade talent show director could have crafted <laughs> a better program of events yes this felt very pained and anyway hit me with that uh <laughs> Jersey boys joke. Um, well, okay, so A, it's like, oh, yeah, let's go back to a time when women weren't oppressed. It's like, okay, Alan, are we, like, seriously doing this discussion right now? Because, like, like, have you not been watching the news? And, like, and then, like, trans was just an airline. It's like, and then all the trans jokes. men had cojones. Yeah, like, what was that? And then, and in my head, I'm like, Alan knows better than this. Like, right. doesn't, like he's a prominent like LGBT, LGBT advocate. He played a trans person in that movie, the one about where she was adopting yeah, a special like, needs boy. That I'm was like, a couple years ago. Don't tell me that Alan Cumming can't like put his foot down and say like, you know what? I'm not gonna fucking like say this shit. Like, it's just like, and they were really like, they weren't even like, because you know, trans people have really been in the spotlight recently with Caitlyn and and uh, and you know Carmen Carrera and Janet Mock and uh, oh. cast member in Orange Is the New Black. Oh, uh, Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox! Oh, my God. You have all these awesome people in the media right now doing stuff. So, like, obviously, like, if you really wanted to be a little edgy and, like, find humor in something, I guess, you could. But, like, these were just such bad, bad jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, just... Like, he was saying, like, a man or a woman, and I'm both. And all yeah, and then, and then they kept, like, there were, like, three instances where they called Alan a woman. I'm like, okay. Like, no. But he's not, though. This is not, yeah. Like, I mean, as far as I maybe, know. Maybe ten years ago, that kind of, like, oh, he's gay, he's, like, a woman. That might He wears skirts to the Oscars. But, By skirts, I mean kilts, but you know what I mean. But, yeah, but, like, that kind like of now that we're actually, like, in a trans accepting world or like trans knowledgeable world yeah knowledgeable I guess and I'll just like also like you know I mean shit he ended cabaret like that production ends with like him being in a concentration camp because of his sexuality like that li- literally the curtain on that final performance happened <laughs> like very recently like yeah uh, so, so confusing so wrong I don't know but I think that the performances 
We're perfect. Yeah, made up for it a lot. I think that's the real value of the Tony Awards. I'm just going to keep it real. For the telecast, anyway, I think the greatest value for the Tony Awards is the fact that you get to have these performances, like, you know, the highlights of the season immortalized on film. That's how I get to learn about, like, some of my favorite musicals from back in the day, that there's just no record of it, like The Life Guys, if you guys have ever seen The Life by Cy Coleman. Like, that's, uh like... That's my shit. The only thing that you, if you if you know about that musical, the only thing that you can really find is the performance of my body in the Tony Awards. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all you have. That's all the records that you have with some of these, you know, legendary performances. Or not legendary, but, you know, you have a record. Mm-hmm. Or you can know why something doesn't work, like some of the choreography in the light doesn't work. You can know why because you see it. You have it in your, in the palm of your hand because not everybody can go and fly to the Lincoln Center in New York and access Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the 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 recordings of Broadway shows gone by. You know, it just. Yeah. I think it's just such a valuable, not service, but a valuable resource for people all over the country and all over the world who can't live in New York or travel to New York and you know see like Hedwig ten times or whatever. I just I really mm-hmm. do find that so beautiful. So like my thing that I'm so happy was immortalized was the King and I. Performance yes. uh-huh. and specifically, I think I mentioned it in the, our podcast about the King Nye the moment when Ken Watanabe like grabs Kelly O'Hara by the waist and like, oh, like this is how we dance. That's how they dance. And she was like, oh, right. And I was like, uh, like yeah. that moment. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Just, which yeah, which like if you're watching it live in the audience, like you get all the feels, all so many the, feels, all the tingles. I had a lot of yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of feelings. I had a lot of feelings <laughs> watching it on my TV um, set as well. Yeah, even though like they're not a like necessarily a romantic couple, they're not. They're it's great. It's not even like yeah, it's not like a romance. It's definitely that like that borderline of like a very strong connection. But there's yes. these little tantalizing bits like when she goes to visit him in the middle of the night and she like runs to put on like a jacket and she's uh-huh. wearing like a jacket like her pajamas and like the yeah. song that you know that Lady Tian sings to her is like about her love for this man uh-huh. and basically indicating that you two love this man it may not be in that same way but that there's this like strong bond that like that borderline yeah. is just like ooh captivating yeah. Very uh I'm sorry. century. So good. Romance. I'm sorry. That's definitely not that's definitely not where I was going with this. <laughs> yeah, we just went on uh, King of Because the King of Eyes is so great. I mean, congratulations um, on your Tony Awards. Yeah. Ruthia Miles, Kelly yeah, O'Hara, you know Best Survival the, Musical um, Lincoln Center. Bartlett Sure, sure. Yeah. Is doing Fiddler on the Roof with Danny Burstein now. Oh, please don't and, tell me this. Oh um, man. We're like, let's just say we're we're so ready. I'm so Basically, ready. Basically, I mean, ready, ready, ready. Bartlett Sure, just like, please, just whenever you want to revive, just do it. Do it. I all. mean, I know West Side Story happened like six years ago, but like it maybe <laughs> five years ago. Maybe you could really like dig deep <laughs> and find a Puerto Rican Maria. There has to be a Puerto Rican soprano somewhere in New York. Can you find her? If you hire an Argentinian again, I'm going to, like, flip my lid. Okay, I'm oh. done. I'm done. Um, were there any... Oh, and oh, speaking of performances. Okay, so Something Rotten, Save the Day. Yay, thank you, Save yeah, Something I, Rotten. Yeah, they should have just made that the opening number. Yes. Because it's about musicals. It's about Broadway. It had all the great freaking <laughs> references. Like, just, yeah. just open with that. Yeah. Just open um, cold or, open. Or have those writers write. Oh, my God, yeah. Where were they? <laughs> yeah. Where were they? Yes. Give them a call. The, the Kirkpatrick siblings or something. Yeah, yeah. those those smart asses. Bring them in. <laughs> um, Did you see their ad that said like 
like, you know, we did not win the Tony, and here are other non-Tony winners yes. for Best Musical. That was really cute. That was that was more direct than their ads usually are. Like They're pretty direct. They're even <laughs> one, They're pretty, like, on yeah. the ball. Well, this one I felt was, like, more passive-aggressive than usual. True. <laughs> um, it literally, like, pointed... It even, like, pointed out, like, Disney's Aladdin from, like, last year. Like, they were oh, not... Yeah. They were not pulling any punches. Um, but, oh, and then uh, Fun Home, did, or did you So here's the thing. get feels from that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're so swagger many. and you're fairing. <laughs> She's so cute. Just right clothes you're wearing. Oh, man. So Sarah, you know, we already know what Sarah's Halloween costume is. <laughs> no, but, like, seriously, it was, she was so cute and, like, like, that shows the difference between, like, I don't know, like, Annie acting versus, like, actual text-to-song oh, yeah, work, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's crazy, because, like, you feel like Sydney Lucas is, like, to mention her by name, uh, <laughs> it, like, like that she, like, really actually fucking understands what is going, going on. Yeah, and yeah. she's, like, 11 years old, and I'm, like... So much. I don't know. So okay. much, so much talent, like so yeah. much, and so much. I mean, accessibility. Like I really did feel like I was being spoken to. Mm. I was, I was floored by that performance, and I was also. Um, I have a girl crush on grown up Allison. I don't know yeah. her name because I haven't seen Fun Home yet. Beth Malone. She's so pretty. She's so pretty, guys. I don't yeah. know. I that, think that might that. be my new Broadway crush. I can't speak to certain because I still haven't seen Fun Home yet. Yes. But she was just so pretty, just standing behind a desk, like, doing <laughs> passing strange. Well, you know, that's that's kind of what she does most of the show. So. That's fine. Yeah. I could, that's <laughs> she kind fine. Of just sits, except, and her, but her, her main song is, like, pretty fucking amazing. Oh, I um, can't wait. Do it. What do you think about Michael Service winning for... Because uh, yes. you've seen all the performances, I think, mm, of all yes. the nominees. I I think like part of me was kind of gunning for Brian Darcy James, Ooh. but I'm not upset that um, I'm not upset about Michael Cyrus. I think he definitely deserved it. Kicked ass. I was actually surprised that they just well I don't I don't know the music in Fun Home, so I was like oh Michael Cyrus did not do anything. He was just set dressing, like. Oh. <laughs> but it was really cute. Oh, like, in, they, in yeah, in, in the that, performance. But, yeah, but in, it was great because they definitely like panned to him at the end. I thought that was very clever. Yeah, they, they really set that up very well. They were just like, you, you just read the newspaper for a little while. Thanks. Read the newspaper. No, but I mean, it's it's he he did do a really good job, and like everything in that show is so muted because it's like very intimate and and there's not like these like big grand performances everybody's like very realistic and, oh I like that and I like small that. small acting small. but yeah it's but big stories <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that I was a little crushed about was um, that Max von Essen didn't win oh yeah I was a little sad about that, that I, was like, a- I love Christian Borle and stuff I think he, you know, I think his Peter and the Starcatcher award was like hugely well deserved. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. I think the the William Shakespeare thing is also funny, but like, I don't know. I think it. I thought it was. I gonna think, go to Max von Essen. I think that 
Yeah, I think that, and you know, the audience response too, they were like, give it to my boy. Because like Max von Essen has been working for like ever. He's been he's been around for a while, and I think this was like the role to finally like showcase what yeah. he can do, and his stories, like his character's path, and yeah, yeah. I they should have done um, soon, Max. Soon, <laughs> they should have done um, Stairway to Paradise. Stairway to Paradise. Uh, yeah, and what number did they? That's not what the, the number that they do with um, Brandon, right? That's not what he did. Brandon no. looks so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he looks so cute when he was waiting. Yeah, like, two boys. Hey, hey, I didn't say it. Um, I didn't say it. <laughs> no, I mean, I meant that with the fondest regard. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, um, I didn't say whether I do or whether I don't have <laughs> crushes on crushes. a certain ethnicity of young men. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> young men who are of the chosen no, they people. they ended up doing like a medley, one of those medleys on. Like, yeah, it was a solid medley. I'm just so glad that they did the ballet because I was gonna be mm. so pissed that they. Did. But I loved how they did it, where they did the opening, like the actual opening of the show with the pulling down of the flag. Yes, because which I was loved. really impressive. Yeah, it still looks so good, right? Yeah. And then they and then they followed up with the ballet, and oh my god. Oh, those oh, two. Yeah. Oh, the dancing, Robbie, the music. Robbie Fitzgerald. You mean Fairchild? What? I know, I know. No, because Michael Cerberus called him Robbie Fitzgerald. I knew something happened there because I heard him in the award show and I was like, I feel like one of those people were, weren't nominated. <laughs> was yes. It, was it? Uh, uh, it's the one that he didn't mention. <laughs> it's the one who's like so beautiful and so talented. Yeah. Um, soon. Soon to you too, Robert Fairchild. <laughs> soon. So, yeah. And then um, I really have nothing to see, say about the plays because I didn't see any. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, well, besides the fact that, like, freaking Alex Sharp is, what, oh, like, 22 years old. Dominated. Already. Dominated. Right. You saw him, right? Did yeah. You him? Yeah, I saw him. I, I didn't see him. Oh, you Is didn't? He... Oh, word. He was lovely. He was just lovely. Yeah. Um, I That was another one where it was really hard. I didn't know who was going to get it. For a second, I thought, like, oh, yeah. B. Coop was going to, like, just be, like, snatch oh, wigs. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was. Um, But I, I think it really was well-deserved. He, like... He really puts his heart and soul into it. And I don't think it's one of those things where, like, oh, someone's, like, playing autistic and, you know, one of those, like, actor challenge type of things. I really do think that he realistic, not realistically plays an autistic boy, but also just a young boy who's, like, finding finding his place in the world, like, in a realistic way and mm-hmm. going through challenges. And a lot of people, you know, talk about Curious Incident, and they're like, oh, well, without the design team, it would be nothing. And I'm like, mm. I think the design team takes it to another level with the stunning mm-hmm. visual imagery, but I wouldn't say that. I would say the performances very much ground the play. If you didn't have those performances, then you would just say, oh, it's just a pretty play, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 I've heard some shade toward, like, Curious Incident. I'm like, hey. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't do that. Um, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I also heard some shade. Yeah. Down. Like, you um, know, around the block. Yeah. 
<laughs> in our on our street corners. On our street our corners <laughs> where we work the nights. Um. <laughs> um oh, but uh, the other one that I was really happy about was um, Annalee Ashford because she's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's another her. theater vet. She was in well, she was in Kinky Boots, and she should have won for Kinky Boots. And then um, and she and then and you can't take it with you. Oh my god, she was hilarious. Amazing. Oh, I miss that and, one. And everybody says that she's like such a great person and adorable. Yeah, I hear. I hear. Yeah. I mean, likewise with you know equal parts. You know, I hear shade about Kirsten, and I hear equal parts love for Emily Ashford. Yay! So I really look forward to seeing her in something because I'm like, ooh, I want to see like a comic, fabulous comic actress who can belt her face off, do her thing. Like that sounds like my perfect person. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you? hear about the like the fashion stuff that was going on there's been like a lot of talk about how like Anna Wintour last year said like decided to take the Tony Awards under her wing and like teamed up with fashion designers to make people look pretty this year because apparently she was like so appalled by previous years. I was wondering why she was in the audience this year and they cut to her and I was like Anna Winter like sees theater that regularly. I just figured she was no. off like jet setting around the world. Yeah, no, and then there were wonderful. like models there, like Kendall Jenner and like um, uh, other people. Well, other like young it girls. I mean, who probably like don't give a shit about. Well, theater. I didn't notice any <laughs> it girls there, but I do. I mean, if that's what Anna Winter is committed to doing and is making you know these Tony nominees and winners look their best, I would appreciate that because yeah. sometimes. They don't. Didn't you see, you told me one time you saw something, like, on the YouTube about, like, someone who was a fashion Yeah, yeah, at the show on, um, I think, Stage 32, and, um, and he, like, he's, like, a fashion consultant that works with, um, did, like, works with Broadway theater people to help him get dressed, because the thing is, I mean, it's great that Anna Winter is doing it, because the Broadway community, the theater community, I mean, there is glamour and glitz and stuff, but that's just not what they do mm-hmm. on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. stylists and that kind of stuff, that's just not a normal occurrence, yeah. so it's just not something that they access all the time. I mean, you know, Matt Morrison has his tuxedo game on point, because <laughs> he's Hollywood boy now, but I don't, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a, I think it's a valuable service for them. I mean, t- they're too busy trying to, like, you know, be really good at their job eight times a week to, like, yeah, do that all the time sometimes. That's so. true. But speaking of glam, like, Kelly Hara looked fabulous. Helen Mirren looked fabulous. Oh, God. Let's see. I wasn't really tracking the fashion that much, but everybody looked great. Yeah. Again, Bernadette Peters. Oh, Sutton Foster's dress. God damn. Oh, Sutton Foster is so beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. And then, also, Sutton mm-hmm. Foster went to Carnegie Mellon with, with well, maybe not with Joe Mantello, but I just, it was just so funny, like, Joe Mantello's like, I I went to Carnegie Mellon, and so did Sutton Foster, and Sutton Foster's just looking at him, and he's looking at Sutton Foster, <laughs> and they're just like, like, we do yeah, two completely different jobs. Yeah. It was just funny. I think Joe Mantello was like, look, I'm a real actor. Like, he does. Listen, it takes a lot of commitment to be a werewolf (laughs) and a stripper and all that. That's that's hard. That's that's hard work, too. Yeah. I think so, anyway. I love Joe Mantello. 
Um, no, and then Darren Chris. Like Darren Chris and just completely hit on him. My yeah, my like respect for Darren Chris just like skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. He was just like <laughs> he was just giving me everything yeah. that I needed. So uh, Darren Chris is so adorable. I really want to see him in Hedwig before he goes. Oh, okay. That that is a on the spot. On the spot. Was, yeah, we gotta. I will, at this point, I'm it's like, I'm not on a TDF anymore. Damn it. Ah, I'm, the thing is, I'm on a gotta catch them all with my headwigs now. Yeah. They're like, the only one I've missed was Andrew Reynolds, but I've seen, oh, uh-huh. seen everyone else up to Darren so far, so now I'm just going to, and then I saw Tay Diggs, and he was just presenting an award, and I got really excited, because yes. I was like, oh my god, future headwig. <sighs> yeah, and okay, whatever, like, clap, See, like, you know what, guys, you know why we're derailing so much? Because the... Telecast was so terrible that there's nothing to discuss. <laughs> the, I'm kidding. The kind Tay Diggs came, came, comes out, and right. it's like, oh, like, next you're going to see him in Hedwig, like, Tay Diggs. And then it was like, clap, 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 clap. I'm like, no, why are you guys just clapping like that? Like, there got to be some, like, woots and stuff and going on There has the to audience. be some like, Hedwig fangirls in the audience. I don't understand how it, it was, like, just like, oh, respectful, clap, clap, clap. It was like... No, guys, it was like the first black funny headwind. It was a big deal. And it was just it was just so odd. Like a lot of things were odd. Like the awkward like Hollywood thing that they tried to do with the Tonys to make it more accessible to like a Murga. It's just Murga. Like it just doesn't it's like like why was J Lo presenting that award? Uh Uh-huh. Like no even no shade to J Lo. It would make more sense even if like you know, next year JLo was presenting like the Gloria Esteban musical that's coming to Broadway soon because uh-huh. of like Latina artists or something. Like, what was going on? Like, I think she, she owed sang. A favor. She sang on the Finding Neverlands. That they were like saying like when I sang on the Finding oh, Neverlands soundtrack. I have soundtrack. no idea who that girl is. Oh yeah, the Avril Lavigne girl with the curly hair. <laughs> yes. I don't know what was. There was just so many questions. I don't know why that grouping of people. With Nick Jonas, where it's present. I just been confused. I just don't know. Yeah. And I saw a lot of shows this season, so I feel like I'm pretty well informed of what's going on. Yeah, more than usual. Yeah. More than usual. And I was still more confused than the years before. <laughs> I feel like I would have been. They should have had Royal Caribbean bring out another cruise ship performance. No. Oh, that's. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And also, okay, so here's the weirdest one of all. So they keep, Uh-oh. so you know, like in an award show, it's like, you know, you really want to hold out. It's like, okay, like uh, for the VMAs, I think it was like, they just kept saying, and Beyonce, Beyonce's coming. And you're like, oh my God, yeah, Beyonce. You know, the artist who like, whose secret album like dropped and like ruined everyone's lives. And she went on tour and she's like a pop goddess and she's a big controversial figure with feminism, whatever. Like that Beyonce. So of course, everyone's going to be hyped for that Beyonce in the VMAs because it makes sense also because, you know, it's VMAs and they're her music videos and her album, but, you know, it makes sense. Today's celebrity that we were supposed to get really excited for for the Tony Awards was none other than singer-actor Josh Groban, <laughs> which is fine. Here's the thing. I love Josh Groban. Like, one of my dreams would be if he could, like, sing, like, Oh Holy Night to me, like, in, like, a private, like, I guess, Christmas concert, because, like, that's my jam. <laughs> but... Christmas concert... I mean, because, I, I mean, it's a holy night. I mean, right. in your bed. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it. I didn't say it, guys. I'm not saying any of the stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, it's like, why are we so excited to have Josh Groman sing? I know why, like, in theory, because he's amazing, and, like, 
Alan Cumming soon, I soon too. But it was for the memoriam song. That's the depressing oh. part of the night. Why are we hyping no, everybody yes, for the actually, memoriam song? Yeah, now that you're saying it, I'm real I'm slowly realizing it. Yeah. Like as they were talking about Josh Groban, it was like Josh Groban, like special performance. Do you think he's gonna like do some kind of like funny like or Pain. or dramatic like big medley kind of thing. Something um, really cool or, you know, strange or something. But right. it was the memoriam. Okay. Why are you hyping people yes. for the memoriam? Now I see how that was Through the lore of celebrity, <laughs> it was just so, like, why would you do that? Like, yeah. that's supposed to be, like, a serious, you know, and necessary part of the award show. But it's just it was just a very odd... Mm. Why are you enticing people with this? Especially when you have, like, J-Lo and Nick Jonas and Sting and all these other people that are going to be coming out randomly in the middle of the show to talk about stuff. So it's like, why would you... Yeah, you have other people to... You have other people to mention at different points during the show instead of just mentioning Josh Groban, like, 50 times. (laughs) Like, it was just weird. It just didn't make sense. Okay. I got it now. (laughs) That was... Gotcha. Uh, Guys. So then the the other big thing about this year was the stuff that didn't get shown like important things yeah important things like um janine tesori and lisa cron winning um people were saying that they needed to show that as sort of like a visibility of women oh, working you mean, in theater you mean instead of like a year ago when they showed like all like the best playwrights all the best play nominees and it was all the playwrights like describing their work and then as you roll one after the other out, you just realize, wow, look at all these old white men talking about their work. Yes. And like, and then, you know, last year that, that became a whole conversation about how important it needs to be to have more women visibility in theater. And then this year resulted in like fun home and like the Heidi Chronicles, but fuck it. We'll just not uh-huh. learn anything. <laughs> yes. That, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, I, I was glad, though, that at least they did mention, like, when they showed the very, very sentence-long, very brief clip of their um, speech, speech, which which I, I don't even know how they choose these sentences, because sometimes I feel like they just, like, randomly pick, like, like that can't have been the most important sentence that she said in this speech. But um, maybe one year they should just do it where all of them are just thinking they're mothers. Yeah. And then it's like, they, and then finally <laughs> you get to sound design. At least there would be a motif. Oh, so. You finally get to sound design and you realize, oh, wait, they've been thinking their moms this whole time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I do think they at least, Gave they announced like oh and you know and this year with a historic win it was like the first female writing duo. Um, they did announce yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. What else? I think I don't know. Tiny violins for all their efforts to show the <laughs> visibility of women in theater. And it's funny because there were so many tech awards that went not just to like costume design, which is more considered like you know like a woman's job, but like there was like lighting design awards uh-huh. like they're just I just I just don't understand why you don't show the technical prowess in the theater um when like so I was talking about this earlier with Sarah 
I'm going to use the Oscars as an analog. So the Oscars, okay, obviously we all know the celebrities and the stars that are in the Oscars. The thing, though, is that we don't know is these movies and how they're made. They take time out of the telecast to educate the viewers. The very brief 20-second clips on how this works to make a motion picture. Every year they explain how sound design works. and I don't understand why they can't take the same care and precision to explain very quickly how lighting design can completely change a show and why American Paris looks so stunning as it is, mm-hmm. is because of lighting design and costume design. Otherwise, you just have <laughs> you would just have like Robert Fairchild and the cast just be wearing I don't know potato sacks, but they don't do they. They wear some fucking awesome clothes, so you need to talk about that shit. You know, like like for God's sake. Yeah. Like. God yeah, that would be interesting. You know what? Another funny thought wasn't it like it was last year's telecast that had all the awkward previews of future shows that like ended up oh, not mattering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's think about that. Let's think about <laughs> the fact that last year's telecast showed stuff from shows that we really didn't even feature this year or even mattered in a significant way. Like, just think about these things. Yeah. God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> and it's like it's crazy because it's like a three hour it was a three hour show and I'm like DVRing it and I'm re- realizing as I'm cutting the commercials and then in my head as I'm mentally cutting the terrible comedic bits and mentally cutting out the terrible celebrity placement that you probably just had like 45 minutes of usable content in life like uh. so you could have added like another like five to ten minutes of real stuff I'm also really pissed yeah. about the Jason um, not Jason John Cameron Mitchell um Award, his special Tony Award that was given for, you know, know, creating fucking Hedwig and Angry Inch. I was just really pissed about that. Like, I'm just like... Yes. You would think, yeah. Like, I I assumed that they were going to show it. Because it was a special Tony Award. It didn't happen. For, like, something that was, like, a gift to the theater. Something that heavily was heavily featured in last year's show and like won Tony's yeah. and so that this year you know Patrick Harris came back to announce the next Tony winner because it was a really huge show and it's still running on Broadway right now like yeah and you heavily featured two of the actors who have been or will be in the show during uh-huh. Kristen Dix so why wouldn't you show yeah or also um the fact like the they didn't show Tommy Toon's speech, but instead they showed Shook that like, awful song and dance number. That like, I, I would have rather listened to his speech. Well, I don't know what he had to say. Yeah. I saw Kirk Douglas like yammering oh in the Oscars, uh-huh. and you know, and again, it's valuable because it's Kirk fucking Douglas, and he can say whatever he wants. I just don't understand why like the Oscars, like, can be, like, utter garbage and be bloated and still have, like, valuable content, but the Tonys have, like, nothing. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe we were spoiled because the past couple of years have been been very good. Yeah. Lin-Manuel, come back. Like, I mean, like, that Neil Patrick... Harris rap from last year was so good. Uh, was two, so good. two years ago. I two years think. ago. Yeah. What happened year last year? Hugh Jackman last year was Hugh. Oh, but Hugh Jackman was just perfect being Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he doesn't need to do anything. He doesn't really need anything. He just needs to show up. He could like literally <laughs> just show up, stand there for a beat, and then walk away. And you'd be like, oh my god. Uh, Artwork. <laughs> um, yeah, alright. I think that's enough on the Tony Awards. Um, although, I'm head desking you know, right now. I, I, won't, um, I won't say how I got 
to this point, but I found a live journal called BroadwaySecrets.LiveJournal.com. Oh my gosh, I've been to that website! I was browsing it this morning. Oh, what did you find? The craziest things. (laughs) Like Like celebrity, like like Broadway celebrity gossip? um, But it's not even, it's like people, it's, uh, what's that website before, like where you could write your secret? Yeah, post secret. So it's more like that. Oh, right? yeah, your it's personal not, weird fetishes about not, Broadway people. Yeah, so it's not even, like, real Broadway secrets. It's just, like, people running, like, I fucking hate Sutton Foster and, like, how terrible she is. She's, like, such a bitch. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who are you? And, like, why, why do you care you? so much? <laughs> and, or, like, um, uh, like, people, like, having boners for, like, Lin-Manuel and stuff. But why would that be a secret? (laughs) Guys, that doesn't need to be a secret. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be so graphic about it. You should keep it down a notch. But, yeah, he's kind of (laughs) awesome. Why is this a secret? I don't get it. Like, uh... No, it was... It's... I highly recommend it. Even though it's a little... I don't think it's been updated in, like... Five years. But it's pretty WTF-y. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun to read through and be like, like who are these people with these really Specific. crazy opinions and passions? I don't know. Like, I've, I've been passionate about things before, but I've never created a computer image and, like, put words on it and published it on a secret site with such foul, foul language. I think that's the kicker. I think it's the foul language because I know I've definitely written an incensed blog post or two, but probably with not so much vulgarity. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So All I right. guess go read that. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. And we'll be, I don't know. We'll, we'll be, be back doing theater stuff this summer. We'll be doing some stuff. <laughs> Sarah and I are going to be seeing uh, Ever After at Paper Mill Playhouse. Ooh. The musical. Mm, James oh. Snyder. My God. You didn't tell me that it was James Snyder. Oh, yeah. Like, Being the prince. So pretty. Yeah, I he's saw really him on nice. I train one time. I talked to him. I asked him. I did. I asked him. I wasn't brave enough. I asked him for a. <laughs> It was the night where I was just talking to everybody. I asked him if there was, like, my favorite scene from Ever After was going to be in it. And he said no. And I said I was sad. But he said it was really good. So I'm going to believe him. I'm going to believe him. Uh, And uh, we should be doing a podcast on that soon. You know, that way you guys can actually know what's going on over there, over in New Jersey. Where's that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll tune out for now. Bye. Bye bye. and just right wearing your short hair and your dungarees and your lace up boots and your key.